Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. I am Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Patty. Hey. And today, because I'm going to Costa Rica tonight, we're going to do a Q&A. So this is our second podcast we filmed um, back-to-back in this in this day so we can maintain our weekly rhythm with you guys, okay? So in the future, if you guys want to participate in the Q&As, it's real simple. You just have to follow me on Instagram at Victor Odo. And once in a while, whenever I'm gonna, before I do a Q and A for the the episode, the podcast, I'll make a quick Instagram story saying, "Hey guys, I'm gonna be doing a Q and A. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM, a direct message, and then Patty and I will just sort of scroll through them and intuitively pick the ones that we resonate with and want to answer. And that would be a way you can maybe get your questions answered if that interests you. All right, so we'll go ahead and get right into it. This one is from Taylor. What up, Taylor? says, hey, brother, the question I would love and it would help everyone else for sure is how can I great, how can I like connect with my heart on a deeper level and use that to vibrate towards my relationships with my girlfriend and others around me? I know the heart is the most powerful tool. It's already been changing my life, but I just wanted to see if you and Patty had any tricks on doing this on a deeper level. Much love. Do you have any tricks, love? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Um I, I, I feel like one of the ways that you can help people is by loving yourself. And the more you love yourself and, and um, heal from what's, uh, I guess, blocking you or whatever, that sort of allows for you to love your people that you're around more freely when you become more self-empowered. Um, so there's that. But... Yeah. Uh, on, on another another like quick trick that I will do sometimes is um, I listen to like a guided meditation that is for your heart chakra. So you know that will open up your heart chakra, make you more empathic and and loving. Just anyway. So those are like two suggestions. I I, I mean, if yeah. you're looking for something quick, <laughs> you know, no, it's not a quick fix in my opinion. No, it's not. It's not at all. I think number one, you hit it on the head, and yeah. that's the hard part. Like. Like there's the the vibrational component to the matter. You can stimulate perhaps some mm-hmm. of the yes. chi energy in your heart chakra yeah. area, but is that really going to allow you to have the that's, effect that it sounds like you're asking yeah, for? Yeah, that's a temporary fix. No, if anything, what that energy will do, you know, focusing on opening your heart chakra, it's going to kick up the damage, kick up the wounds, kick up the density that you can heal within your heart space. The, the personal traumas, the personal issues, the, the real stuff that people don't want to look at and, and want to chai away from. If you go into that and you can heal and integrate that naturally, you'll find that you become a more loving and compassionate person because you love yourself more. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the second thing I would recommend because that can take a while. We're all yeah. doing we're all doing that now. You're doing it right now, Taylor. Everyone listening is becoming gradually more loving in their own way. It's a, it's a journey. It's, there's no tricks to just do that, really. Mm-hmm. It's we're all on this journey, and we're all going about as fast as we can handle. <laughs> so in the meantime, what can help you is to act as if. And I'll give an example. Like, my, my father was not the most romantic guy at all, really. Um, 
So consequently, for a lot of Patty and I's relationship, I it, I just wasn't. I I kind of became like that. I was not very romantic, and I didn't. It didn't even occur to me that maybe she would want me to surprise her with roses or something, you know. <laughs> but eventually, she told me, "Hey, dude, you know, it would be nice if sometimes <laughs> you are a little more romantic." And once I was able to see that, I realized that okay, but but then I was left with the conflict of well, I don't feel romantic it's not natural for me to do romantic things so even though maybe there was some conditioning at play i didn't wait for all that to be resolved before i wrote on my to-do list tomorrow morning at 10 a.m after your calls go to walgreens and buy patty a rose and a card and a teddy bear and surprise it and leave it leave it on her pillow so i started to make myself do things against the grain within myself that i knew were deeds of love and compassion. So Taylor, you don't have to be fully healed to do something really nice for the, those around you. And that can oftentimes stimulate a lot of love naturally. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good one, Taylor. Yeah. It's a very uh, noble question to ask. Okay, this one is from uh, Paula Voller. I probably didn't say that correctly, but hey Vic, I have a question for the Q&A and it's regarding the full moon or the full-time, going full-time with your life purpose when creating videos for YouTube. She's creating videos for YouTube and not seeing a lot of results. Everything's very slow. Can you recommend anything to like not get discouraged and remain consistent when, when just starting to embark on this new life journey? So yeah, let me take a sip of water and I'll hook you up. <laughs> so honestly... That's part of it. Anything big and grand and worthwhile takes a lot of time. It takes time. Mm -hmm. And if it, there was some kind of quick stimulus to where you just got a, a viral video or something, then you see the results of that. With people who come into money, large sums of money initially, they don't, you know, people who win the lottery, there's a high percentage that blow it and squander it and end up in debt at the end of it because they haven't developed the skill set and the maturity and the wisdom to to maintain. So it's for our own good sometimes that things go slowly because we learn what we need to learn so that we can sort of sustain our success, which is that's what it's about. It's not about getting a glimpse of uh, a viral video or a success, it's about sustaining it. Um, but generally speaking, what helped me, and I'll turn it over to Patty. I know you had, you had this is not something you're going through now yeah. where you're, mm -hmm. you have a, a different perspective, which would be very valuable to you. Um, what helped me in the beginning when I was doing a lot of work like you and seeing very little results, and yet I still felt intuitively it's something I should continue. But it was a battle because, again, when, when you try so hard at something for quite a while and don't yield anything, it, it can, it was discouraging. So what I did is I, I read a lot of, I, I really like absorbed my mind with a lot of content that was I found motivating and relevant to me. I read a lot of books and, and just was attracted to different speakers and authors who would talk about the journey, talk about the, lo the long road and how it, it eventually it will pay off, but you got to kind of just keep going. Um, and a book I'll recommend before I turn this over to Patty is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's, it's, uh, if you haven't read it, read it. It'll be perfect for you. And if you have read it, maybe read it again and books like that. Oh, is it my turn? It's your, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm actually 
currently going through this uh, process, actually. So um, when I first got um, the message that my journey is towards shamanism and um, plant medicine, I wanted to just be there you know, be at the end of my journey already. Like I got, okay, I'm excited. I know I want, let's do this all right now. And, um, during a ceremony, I got, um, (laughs) I got the message very clearly that no, no, you have to enjoy the process because this process is a long journey and that's okay. And at first I was like, well, no, I, 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 I just want to be done with it. I want to be where I want to be. But, you know, as Vic mentioned, you have to learn a lot in that time, especially in what I'm going into. There's so much information. And, um, you know, accepting that it's going to take a long time is honestly the most beneficial thing because, you know, all yeah. good thing good things come to those who wait i guess you know yeah and i've noticed a change in patty as well there was a time where i, I it was so obvious to me that she has yet to accept that she's not going to wake up tomorrow morning and be a shaman. And she was pissed about it. There was a lot of resistance and a lot of like, you know, overzealous behavior. Well, if I read 15 books in two days, then it'll speed things up. And yet I'm suffering and miserable and neglecting myself along the way. You know, it was something she went through and I totally get it. I'm way less patient than she is. And I Mm -hmm. saw it in her. So now you actually have exhibited um, a success in this area where you're not at all where you want to be, but you're content. You really are content. You really are embracing the journey, which goes to show it can be done. Yeah. And I'm just trying to just enjoy the process of learning about all the various things that I need to know. And that's, you know, it's all, it's a beautiful process and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be able to actually enjoy it now instead of rush through it. Yeah. And just from my experience, someone who has maybe a little bit longer time on this path is that a lot of people, they see one mountain. There's this mountain and I, I want to climb the mountain. I want to get mm-hmm. to the top of the mountain. What what those who have been climbing long enough like me have learned is that it's that one mountain. It's a mountain range. Mm-hmm. You get to the top of one mountain and then you see another mountain that's way taller and then you climb up that one. You don't just chill at the top of the mountain for more than about 10 seconds. Yeah. That It's a very fleeting. Like If you were to get 100,000 subscribers tomorrow, you would be ecstatic, I realize. I guarantee within a week, you would be like, huh, Okay, two hundred. I want to get like a, like a half a million now. Like This 100,000 will feel the same as five to you right now. Yeah. I remember, in fact, I was more excited about my first hundred than I was at a hundred thousand. That's the truth. Yeah. Now I'm at a point where I don't even care about my YouTube stats. I used to obsess about that. Remember that? Yeah. I always God. look. I would look at how many subscribers I was getting, like a hundred times a day. Ooh, I got ten in the last hour. Ooh, I got yeah. five. Ooh, oh shoot, what's going on? Now, I only got now, three. Now it's slowing down. It's all coming to an end, and it's like. As important as YouTube growth was to me, now I'm only I'm doing one video a week. It's it now I'm I'm looking forward to to new things, new mountains. I'm going to be writing. We're doing retreats now. I'm helping Patty get her thing going, and it's just it's uh and I know that's not the pinnacle. That's not the end. It'll just do be something else beyond that point. When I get older, yeah. maybe I'll just sit in my chair and write. And, <laughs> I doubt and that'll that. be cool. And then I want to be a bestseller. Yeah. I want to make it to the top of the chart. And then I get there and realize, wow, there's no. That's a fleeting happiness anyway. So embrace the apprenticeship phase. 
you're in. Four, it will last a lifetime. That's a quote from me, by the way. Oh, <laughs> quote, Victor Odo. This came to me. Yeah, but it's relevant. Yeah, yeah don't be no, in a rush. That's beautiful. I had a psychic Kevin tell me one time, he said, Victor, you want to like open all your Christmas presents early. He told me that, and that's kind of how it is. I would rush and I would open them, and, and uh, it, it leads to a very racy and unfulfilling life. So I've learned to slow it down a bit. Yeah. Only a bit, though. <laughs> okay, let's see. Did we, we, we didn't answer this one from Bam Bam yet. Bam Bam says, what are some ways no. to stay more aware of what you are thinking? So how to become aware of your thoughts and how to keep a positive mindset? I guess I'll start with this one. Okay. Yeah, so... I think a lot of people who really try at this learn that it's freaking impossible to maintain and sustain a positive mindset. Now, fortunately, in my experience, you don't have to. In fact, the more I've woken up, the more aware, the more awareness of my own craziness has happened. I'm, 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 I was more unconscious of just how dysfunctional I was. And as I've raised my vibration and raised my awareness, I realized I'm way, I'm a lot nuttier than I think. But what's <laughs> happened is there's more of an acceptance. Like I'm a nut job. I have paranoid, irrational thoughts all throughout the day, but I'm okay with that. I don't resist them. I don't feed them. I don't identify with them. And therefore it's like a background. It's like a fan in the background. There's like an old Indian proverb that talks about having two wolves in our hearts, a wolf of fear and a wolf of love. And we all have both. We all have that wolf of fear. Now it's a matter of which one do you feed? Do you ruminate about your negative thinking? Do you feed it with your energy and, and, and then talk about it with other people and validate it and continue that spiral of negative energy? Or do you just accept it, allow it, and, and, and sort of choose to be who you want to be in that moment and don't act from it. So you can starve that fearful thinking by not letting it control your actions. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, and I, I've listened to, um, the awakening course by Joe Vitale and, um, he suggests also, um, changing the words that you use, like instead of saying, I have to go to the grocery store, you say, I get to go to the grocery store. And it's the same thing. It's just a different way of wording it um, or saying that, oh, that was really hard. Or you say, oh, that was that was a challenge, you know, and it it creates um, not necessarily a positive in, in every, you know, switch of the words, but it is more neutral yeah, and that, um, helps to not feed the negative thinking. Right. Um, and, uh, in the power of now Eckhart Tolle mentions, you know, watching the thinker. So like you can't stop the thoughts from coming in, but you can stop yourself from thinking about that thought more than once allow it to kind of come in and go out as quickly as it comes in, allow it to go out just as quickly. Yeah. I think a lot of people end up attracting way more negative thinking than they need to because they try to resist the yeah. negative thoughts that yeah. are just coming. They push them away and they fight. It's a losing battle. Yeah. It's about just acceptance and, and looking at like, 
like if it storms like i i prefer sunshine to a storm but it doesn't help it's not going to make the storm pass if i'm like pissed off and storming and circling around my room all bitter <laughs> but but eventually it will pass and I could be in a pretty good mood as the storm is going. Yeah. And I could hang out and play some cards with the family and light a fire and just chill out. And so it's like, what do you do? What, how do you react to your maybe for a time inevitable negative thinking patterns? That will, that will ironically help you have a lot less of them and regardless not make you subject to them, not make you feel like you are always weary of the next negative thought. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, I have a kind of a funny story about Tony Robbins. He talks about sort of kind of going along with what you said about choose, being, being mindful. And mindfulness, again, will come from your meditation and just your increased time on the journey of awakening and reading books like Eckhart Tolle. But as you become mindful, then you have, get to have a little bit of influence on the choice of way you label things, like what you were saying about mm-hmm. Joe Vitale. So anyway, Tony Robbins said that one time he was in this really heated business meeting. He had two business partners, so there's three of them total. And they just lost, like, I'd say, I think they lost, like, over a million dollars on some kind of deal. It was a huge thing for them. It was even before he was really rich. So for him, it was a huge, huge deal. And he, for some reason, just caught, happened to be in kind of an objective mood that day. He was sitting there on the chair and observing his two partners. One of the partners was like, this is a disaster. I can't believe this is happening. I'm so freaking pissed off why are you guys not freaking out you know blah, blah, blah. he was very heated had very harsh descriptive negative words and therefore he was all worked up and his other business partner tony noticed was just sitting there calmly and tony was like aren't you upset look at look at this guy over here what's your deal and he said well he's, he like hesitated and said yeah well you know i'm a bit peeved i suppose <laughs> Tony Robbins just started laughing. For one, he thought that was a funny word, but it was like one guy was peeved, another guy felt like the world was ending. Same situation. So that's kind of the idea. As you become aware of your thoughts more, then you can, you know, as you say things and express things, be a little bit, you know, maybe take a step back and try to reframe them in your mind as best you can. Yeah. But that's almost a different strategy than accepting the inevitable negative thoughts, which I think will go a long way for most people. It's mm-hmm. just saying, you know what, I'm gonna, like there was one time, I think I said in a YouTube video a long time ago, I don't remember the exact thought, but I was, we were, I was, we were at my parents' house. It was a long time ago and I was in the bathroom and, and someone like walked by and like grabbed the door handle. And my first thought, it wasn't like, oh, wow, hopefully it's locked. I don't want anyone barging in. It was, I think they're coming to kill me or some kind of crazy, oh my like my first thought was that they're coming to murder me, a random family member, of course. <laughs> So, but at the time I was like, I, I laughed about it. I, I was, it was funny to me. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, I am so paranoid. I am a nut job. So just having that acceptance can go a long way. Oh, that's funny. I didn't, I don't think you've ever told me that. I told the YouTube, my YouTube audience a long yeah, time but ago. You, yeah, you know, I don't watch your channel. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> okay, this one's from Lauren. Hey, Victor and Patty, what up? What advice do you have on trusting divine timing, even though it doesn't logically make sense in a situation? Basically, how do you blindly trust that things will work out? Ooh. You have any advice, love? Um, well, I mean, I guess it happens more easily with the, uh, you know, with time. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think, like, once you 
after one time of just trusting and then it sort of creates that like, okay, I can trust, I can trust. You know what I mean? Yeah. When things work out, when no. you do trust. Yeah. But, um, I don't, I mean, I know, I know what your dilemma is love. It's because it's not about trusting. It's about just taking the leap, a leap of faith doesn't require trust. It just yeah. takes, you got to jump. And I mean, I've always sort of just lived my life that way. Like that's like, okay, I'm going to, if I, if I fall on my face, I'm going to fall flat on my face and that's okay. At least I've learned. And that's how I've always kind of been. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess I've always had that trust, but when it comes to like big things, it's just for me has been through experience. Yes, exactly. The trust comes with time. And ironically, the trust comes from taking action without the trust. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like many of the big, bold moves that we started to, in a sense, get asked to make as we started to wake up earlier on, I did them. I took these leaps of faith, but I stressed out the whole time. I didn't have that trust, but it's like, how could I, how could I trust something so illogical? Many, a lot of our intuition guides us in ways that is illogical does go against the grain of our normal thinking patterns but it becomes a choice do you do you just go with your intuition do you take action you know per its guidance or do you do you choose to resist it and, and not do it and me and you have just we've taken many we've taken enough leaps of faith to where the trust is now there but it doesn't have to be there in the beginning you don't need the trust to succeed if you really have the intuition to quit your job and go do something you love, then you don't have to wait until you trust because good luck with that. It's probably yeah. not going to happen. But I get, I guarantee this. If you just choose to follow your guidance, it will prove itself to you. Once things start working out and then working out again and again and again and again and again, it becomes easier to trust. Yeah. One of the <clears throat> things that comes to mind is like right before you stopped the grow, you sort of had like a really challenging time. And, um, you know, you were, you asked me like, how do you, how are you trusting this? Like, how do you trust this process? And I was like, I don't know. I just do. And that was like, in that moment, it was a lie because I, I was feeling very challenged uh, with my trust because things were not looking good for us, but I had to keep a, a, you know, straight face. So it was like, fake it till you make it, you know? Um, and I, I, I think that helped you in that moment, but I was still kind of freaking out a little bit inside, but I just had to, we had no other choice really. Sometimes life throws you things that you don't have a choice, but to trust, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tricky thing. I say it's a, it's almost an unattainable goal. If you haven't put your time in, it's, it's yeah. very hard to get that trust. So don't expect it. We, we don't have it fully now. We have it way more than we used to. Yeah. And by taking these big leaps of faith that imbued us with a lot of trust, like, like what she was referring to is I would say six or eight years into our spiritual awakening journey that we've already been taking all these leaps of faith. Our life looked like worse than ever where I had this guidance to sever off my income streams. All income com- streams. All income yes, streams. All which of seems them. so stupid and illogical. Like why, how could this possibly make sense to stop earning money when you have all these bills? It makes no sense. And yet that was what I was asked by my guidance to do very boldly. 
Yeah. And I went back and forth because I didn't trust. I, I would say, okay, and I would do it because I, I, and I'd get like a wave of inspiration and then I would go back and I'd, I'd, try, to, I'd try to like refurbish and recreate the old uh, safety net and I'd go back and forth, back and forth. But eventually I just realized it was futile and I had to follow my life path and I just chose to without the trust. But in seeing that big move when I when I when we did that and seeing how it's paid off even a couple years later where yeah. we are it's like mind-blowing yeah. um the next time I'm asked to trust I'll it'll be a lot easier because I'll say wow it doesn't have to look good on paper it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to make any sense because the the spirit within us works in on a much much higher level and can see way beyond what we can currently see so it's almost like it's almost like unwise to think that we are going to create these awesome lives from this very limited little perspective of our human thinking. We don't have to. Yeah. We can we can allow our higher guidance to to sort of drip feed us what we need to know when we need to know it and that though it will go against oftentimes common logic, it will eventually piece itself together in such a masterpiece that you say, "Oh my god." I can see. I, now it makes yeah. sense. So just keep going on the path. Yeah, and and also the like over time, the universe, the the things that um, you're asked to kind of give up and or asked to do or guided to do, <clears throat> even though they might be big things, they won't seem as challenging as you get more comfortable with. Um, moving forward with your journey. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's about the experience. Just yeah. Get get it get it in there. Yeah. Keep, just keep going. Just yeah. don't give up, and you'll you'll have all the trust you need eventually. Yeah. It's a guarantee for everybody. Yeah. Okay. We'll take one more. Okay. This was from um. Let's see. Shine bright earthling. How do you and Patty deal with the stigma surrounding plant medicine, being that your parents? Tell Patty we adore her. Thank you. Aw, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, I'm used to it. I've gone against the grain in so many ways my entire life that I've gotten kind of used to it. Like even earlier on when I was like 18 or 19, I chose to become a personal trainer and not go to college. And at the time, that was against the grain. My sister went to college. My parents were pushing for it. They were worried I would be successful. Um, so right there, I was kind of used to like doing what I wanted to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when I started growing marijuana, that was a, a that's kind of a out there sort of taboo <laughs> way to make a living. Starting your own business as a, tr- a trainer, what I did a long time ago, that was out there moving your entire family into an RV and moving out west and getting onto YouTube. Now that's quite out there. So plant medicine, uh, it doesn't phase me. Um, So what I've learned is that through all that is that I could, there, there's two options. You can be yourself or you can suppress yourself in aim of avoiding the resistance from people. But I found that that's so unfulfilling and depressing and it, I wasn't happy. So I chose to just be myself fully and, and, and come to terms with the fact that this will push some away. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, talking about plant medicine specifically, um, especially because I'm going to be working with it so directly. Um, and 
it, you know, it's, it's coming to terms with the idea that it's not for everyone and that's okay. <clears throat> um, when I first had my first ayahuasca ceremony, I, she changed my life immediately and I thought, oh, everybody needs this. But the more I sat with the medicine and the more people I met, the more I realized like that's not the case actually. Not everybody needs to use plant medicine at all um, if they choose not to because it just doesn't resonate with people. Um, so I don't flaunt it. I don't um, go out of my way to be like, oh, hey, you know, I know this, this ayahuasca would totally benefit your life especially if I know that person is against plant medicines of all kind. Um, and I, I mean, now I surround myself with other parents who are like-minded. So I don't really, I don't really, um, experience the direct stigmas because I don't flaunt it in front of people that I know don't accept it. And I'm surrounded by people that do. Yeah. And honestly, it, ironically, you bring this up as a parent. This has helped me as a parent in ways that have been literally life-changing for myself and for my children. The very yeah. first ceremony I had, the ayahuasca showed me that I was doing this thing where I was exhibiting this very negative energy and behavior and ha unconscious habit towards my middle son, Lucas. And it showed me the result. It showed me the effect I was unconsciously having on him, which was very, very hard to look at. Um, it's very, very, I, I, it was a huge eye opener. Like, Victor, you're doing this and you're, you're basically harming your son emotionally big time Ugh. and you, you're not aware of it. Yeah. And it showed me that. And you know what? I have not done that one time since. So I, yeah. I feel so grateful for the, the, the plant medicine showing me that. Now, with that said, I also totally recognize and accept this is not going to have this effect on everybody. Mm -hmm. I was just in Sedona a little while ago, and I was speaking with uh, Melanie Beckler from Ask Angels, great YouTube channel, by the way, and her husband, Miles. They're very high-level, high-vibe, spiritual people. And I was with my buddy, Aaron Dowdy, and we we're all kind of talking about ayahuasca and rhythmia because me, you know, me and Aaron are going tonight, actually. Um, and you could tell she was like, well... She found a nice way of saying that, you know, they, they've also been invited by Rhythmia, but but it's not for them. They don't, they said it doesn't really resonate for them to do that. And that's okay. Though Victor has had this massive epiphany, it's helped me as a parent, as a human being, as a YouTuber, as a coach, as a husband. Um, other people will have, there's, that's not the only way to achieve that right. inner growth. And there's many, many ways to achieve that. And depending on the person will depend on upon which tools will, uh, will be effective for them. So I accept that. I don't, yeah. I don't try to make everyone like it. I, I it's helped me and I know it m might not help everybody, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said about it, helping with your parenting and how you do things. It, I mean, it's certainly, sheds light on all the things that you're doing or I, I was doing. Um, and it does, it made me a better mom for sure. Um, in so many ways. So I can, I can, you know, kind of relax knowing that. Yeah. You know? it, it's, it was so helpful to me as a parent that it, I don't care if everybody on the planet said, Victor, it's bad. It's a yeah. drug. I would do it because 
my experience proves otherwise. And I I trust and honor my own subjective experience of reality. And I always have and I always will. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, be true to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, my friends, we're going to bounce. Listen, thank you for everything. I hope you guys have an amazing time. Again, if you guys want to have your own questions answered, just follow me on Instagram. I don't really post all that much. And if I make a story saying, hey, heads up, I'm doing a QA, and a then you can just send me a direct message. And again, Patty and I will kind of go through them and, and pick out the ones that we feel we, we guided to speak about. And maybe we can answer your question for you. So there's that. You guys have an amazing day, an amazing week. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.